Welcome back, friends. James Corbett here, CorbettReport.com. You're tuned into Solutions Watch, that regular weekly series where we examine ways that you can improve your life and change your world for the better. And last week on this program, we were talking to Benny Wills about communicating this information to others, and we talked about his Parhesia course. Um, But today we're going to talk about something that I think would be related, but perhaps to a different audience uh, than we were talking about last week. Specifically, I'm talking about another question that I get all the time. Uh, James, how do I talk about this kind of information? How do I introduce these concepts to my children? And of course, that's an exceptionally important question for parents or intending parents in the crowd. And one that I myself wrestle with as a father of two young budding children who are just starting to explore the world. How do I start to introduce some of these ideas in this content uh, content in an age-appropriate way? Well, this is Solutions Watch, so I have a solution for you. It is called the Tuttle Twins series, which you may have heard about before. I I expect that a lot of the Corporate Report audience will have heard of this series of books. But if not, you can explore it at... TuttleTwins.com. And today, to talk a little bit more about this, we're going to be joined by Connor Boyack, who is the president of the Libertas Institute at Libertas.org. He's also has a blog at ConnorBoyack.com that I'll link up in the show notes. But for the purposes of today's conversation, we'll probably want to check out TuttleTwins.com. Connor Boyack, thank you so much for joining us today on the program. Thanks for having me, James. Appreciate it. All right, let's talk first a little bit about yourself and how you got into this Tuttle Twin series and what else it is that you do in this liberty-minded space. Oh, boy. All right, uh, quick story was I was a Fox News-watching neocon Republican, and I uh, was invited by a friend of mine to watch a documentary film uh, by the late Aaron Rousseau called America, Freedom to Fascism. I'm sitting in this library. There's maybe 12, 13 people in this room. And there's this guy in this film that just is making a lot of sense. And he's this older guy and he's just very wise, you know, Ron Paul, Congressman Ron Paul. So I I did what many have done since. I Googled Ron Paul. This was 2000 and I don't know, five, six, seven. And uh, just learned a lot. I found recommended books that he uh, offered and just did a whole bunch of self-study to kind of red pill myself and learn a lot about this kind of stuff. So politics, economics, all that kind of stuff. I'm I'm totally self-taught. Helped out on the Ron Paul campaigns, bounced around a few different organizations trying to find what my home was. Couldn't quite find my home. So I decided to build my own. Uh, That was Libertas Institute, started a think tank. We've changed dozens of laws uh, now across the country, primarily at a state uh, level and local level. And out of that work uh, was born the Tuttle Twins, because I, like you, a father, two kids, and I wanted to find ways to teach my kids about these ideas. Went on Amazon, you know, books that teach about liberty for kids, like nothing, right? Nothing came up. This was uh, six, seven years ago. And so a buddy of mine, Elijah, who's our illustrator, uh, we teamed up and we said, hey, like, here's this idea. Let's do a book just for fun. See if it goes anywhere. Tons of people bought the first book. That was a good market signal that like, hey, there's something here. And so we haven't stopped since 2014 and we keep putting out new content all the time. Excellent. Well, I have heard about your books. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure from various podcasts and things that you've done in the past. And so with that specifically in mind, as my children get to the age where they're starting to understand and be able to process more 
um, complex information, shall we say, I thought, well, okay, let's let's give it a go. So I myself, I have purchased so far three of the Tuttle Twin series, The Miraculous Pencil, The Creature from Jekyll Island, and The Law. And uh, my experience so far with these is that uh, they are absolutely perfect, especially for my eight-year-old boy. I think he's right in the zone where he's just getting into being able to start to wrap his head around some of these more complex ideas, but in an obviously age-appropriate way, lots of great illustrations that uh, keep the children entertained as they learn. And I must say that, personally, for for my money, Miraculous Pencil was so far my favorite of this series because it is so obvious, I guess, in, in, in a sense, if you're going to make a children's book about one of these types of books or, or essays or something, of course, I pencil Leonard Reed. It is essentially, it's almost like a children's tale. It's narrated from the pencil's point of view. Of course, it lends itself so easily to this. And after we read, read through this book, me and my son were going around the room and talking about different objects and, oh, where do you think that? How was that made? And what different parts had to go into that? And of course, it just launched just spontaneously into the exact type of conversation that you would want to launch from this. Um, as people know, I am a big fan of iPencil. I did my economics in one image video from a few years ago, so <laughs> I have definitely talked about that uh, that essay in the past, and I'm so glad to see that represented in a way that I can start sharing it with my children. Tell us about where you, uh, how you decide on what what sorts of things you want to make into books, and then how you go through that process of making it into a book. So uh, you have the first three in our children's series. That's how we got started uh, and what we first did. We now have 12 books in that children's series. We've since created books for toddlers, books for teenagers. Uh, we've got curriculum. We're working on a cartoon. We're a uh, podcast game. We're, we're building a lot of content. Uh, but with our children's books specifically, what we did with that first book is we wanted to base the book on an original book, on The Law by Frederick Bastia. As you point out, Miraculous Pencil, based on uh, Eye Pencil by Leonard Reap, The Creature from Jekyll Island, based on the book by the same name. Um, and so what we've decided to do for that children's series is that every book points readers uh, and their parents to an original book that's important to, to read, to talk about, to understand its material. We take the core ideas, five to seven ideas from each of those original works. Uh, we boil them down to their essence, wrap a fun story around them, and then our young readers are able to get the, the basic uh, gist of what's in those original books. But at the end of our books, we say, hey, you know, readers, go here. Here's what this you know is based off of. Go learn more. Here's some discussion questions, parents, so that you can continue to engage your kids. Because ultimately what we're trying to do is, is what sounds like happened with you and your son, and that is we want to launch conversations. We want to give kids a little bit of a reference point. I'll give you an example. Just the other day, I got an email from a dad, and uh, he was walking through the grocery store, and his son stopped in the chip aisle. They were walking through, and he says, Dad, now I understand why there's like 20 kinds of potato chips. Right, that's spontaneous order. There's no pencil chip president that says, "Henceforth and forever, there will only be one kind of potato chip." Right? Um, or I know what all people want in terms of potato chips. We'll give these three options and no more. Right? This kid finally understood, and because he was familiar with the story, the dad could build on that limited knowledge, 
and give other examples and it made sense, the kid understood, versus if you were to just bring that up with your kid one day and be like, hey, let's talk about spontaneous order. There's no reference point. There's no interest level. But the story is what sticks in the kids' minds. It's what gives them the context to understand some of these ideas. And so we've decided with the, the children's series, the format, as I said, is we want to continue to point readers to these original works. Your question, to answer it more directly, was how do we decide you know, what ideas we're going to cover? And we've got a long list of uh, yet-to-be-published book ideas, a lot of them submitted from our community, you know, people, hey, you ought to do a book on this. What Elijah and I will typically do when it's time to work on the next book is we'll look at the list, we'll kind of prioritize it, and we think through what is the the topic that we need to talk about right now. Our most recent book uh, was based off of Crisis and Leviathan by Bob Higgs, a book that talks about how when we are scared, the government grows because we ask the government to save us and it says, sure, just surrender your freedoms. And we say, okay. And then the government grows and it never shrinks and it just continues to get bigger. And of course, with COVID and 2020 and the response of a lot of governments across the world, we felt that was a pertinent uh, uh, lesson to talk about, a dynamic to teach kids about. And so that became the 12th book. And now as we prepare for the 13th book, we're right now in the middle of these discussions saying, okay, which of these do we think will be best time for our community in the world to have access to a book and that particular topic? So it's a very dynamic decision that we make as we move forward. Well, that's excellent to hear. And I, I very much like this strategy because it reminds me of when I was a child, sort of looking at my parents' bookcase and looking at all the books there. And obviously, as a young child, I, I couldn't really read any of those books. They were way over my head. But this is a kind of way of bridging that gap of, of st- sort of a, a Cole's Notes, I guess, so that you, you can at least introduce children to these sorts of concepts so that hopefully one day when they are ready, they can start exploring the bookcase and i must admit <laughs> after each after each one of these uh like the law and then the next day i'm like hey 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 son look at this and i pulled the law off my bookshelf <laughs> this is that book we were talking about or creature from jekyll island and i pull creature from jekyll island hey that the tuttle twins have all the same books as me it's so strange <laughs> and i also what a lot of our readers james i was going to add what a lot of our readers enjoyed is in that first book the law there's a, a picture in there where Fred, the neighbor character, has his own uh, bookshelf of a bunch of books from which he draws out the law. And we had a lot of fun going in there and drawing in a bunch of like really important books. And so a lot of readers have like got the magnifying glass. <laughs> and like, oh, what are all these books in there? So we've had some fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. And and I also do appreciate, as you say, you uh, introduce sort of the uh, the even for the parents who are reading along hi parents my name is frederick bastiat and what you your kids just read is a simplified version of my book the law i would imagine that a lot of the people who buy the total twin series would probably already know that but for anyone out there who doesn't and is just stumbling into this it's valuable for the parents as well to understand that there is an antecedent to this that they're that's being referenced here let me dispel that theory because i i shared that theory and in our early years it is true that the people who got the Tuttleton's books were familiar with the authors whose works we were sharing. It's who we first marketed to, these audiences that would have that familiarity. Uh, A vast majority, probably close to over half, maybe close to two-thirds of the families uh, that are now buying the Tuttleton's books are not familiar with these original authors. They have heard about these books. They know they teach about freedom, about important values, entrepreneurship, free markets, things like that, but they are not conversant in 
these types of ideas. Uh, they have never read Economics in One Lesson or The Road to Serfdom or Atlas Shrugged or any of these books. Uh, they are getting them on the recommendation of other uh, parents and so forth. And so what's really fun for us is that we are teaching the parents as much as we're teaching the adults. We get emails every day, mostly from the moms, because it's often the moms who are sitting down with the kids, but uh, dads as well, that are like, hey, I never learned this stuff in school. This is amazing to learn alongside my child. I had a lot of fun. We're not giving them a 200 you know, page textbook to learn about like basic economics. We're giving the parents a fun storybook to have a shared learning opportunity with their kids, have a fun little experience. And, and the parents, so you talk about solutions. We see this as a solution because we're actually growing the tent. We're reaching more people. We're not just preaching to the choir, although we do that as well. This very much is reaching a broader audience and introducing a lot of these uh, new par- these parents for the first time to these ideas, which I think is really exciting. Yeah, that that is awesome. That is really good to hear. And um, I'm glad that that can work both ways. Because actually, it does strike me that a lot of sort of the propaganda that is aimed at children is also indirectly aimed at the parents. And the parents kind of absorb a lot of what their children are are exposed to. So it is a good way of reaching those people and hopefully unlocking some minds. And as you say, if you're getting feedback like that, that's absolutely excellent. Um, as I say, I think this is, at least these these three books that I have are right in my eight-year-old boy's zone. Um, a little bit over the head of my five-year-old girl at this point, but she you know, she enjoys the pictures, but that's about it at this point. Um, what's your what's your vision for the, the sort of ages that these books in particular are targeted to when you say you have other books in the series? Yeah, so we um, have observed that the children's books that you're referencing tend to work best in the age range of 5 to 11. 5 is kind of on the young side. They follow the story, they enter, but obviously 8, 9, 10, that's kind of the sweet spot. What was really interesting when we started is that like these are kids' books. They're fully illustrated. There's little stories. So if you're like a 15-year-old, right, this book is going to be beneath you. And yet we have consistently had teenagers reading these books that were purchased for their younger siblings because the ideas in them are usually fresh to that you know teenage individual, even if the format is a little beneath them. And so it's been fun, as with the parents themselves, to have this broader age range of, um, of impact. However, we have wanted to specialize. And so we have, um, I have a few here, we have uh, toddler books. So like the ABCs of economics, right? Where we're teaching, uh, you know, L is for laissez-faire, for example. And so we, we have fun with this. Some of it, like, like here's a silly one, right? Q is for quantitative easing, right? <laughs> obviously, obviously a three-year-old isn't going to, that's not going to roll off the tongue. So it is a little bit tongue-in-cheek and silly. You're reading with a, a toddler, but uh, but intentionally so we've got the. ABCs but honestly, the that's American. great for parents. That really is great for parents because right. I am sick of A is for Apple. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This makes it a little fun, you know. ABCs of Liberty, and so we've done some um, books for toddlers. We've done books for teenagers. For, uh, we have two series for teenagers. One is I don't know if you remember James back in the eighties and nineties. It was really popular. Those choose your own adventure stories. Right, like to go in the cave, turn to page eighty-three to run away, turn to page you know hundred whatever. Um, so we have a series modeled after that called "Choose Your Consequence," and are they're thicker novels, they're stories in which the Tuttle Twins are teenagers themselves. So we've aged them up, and through these stories, 
our readers can uh, learn the consequences of these political and economic decisions so that they can uh, begin to understand how those ideas play out. So we've got three stories, uh, three novels in that series. And then we also have a series uh, called the Guidebook Series. So this is nonfiction. Uh, and they're, for example, the Tuttle Twins Guide to Logical Fallacies. And every chapter is a different logical fallacy with examples and story and so forth to help young readers and their parents uh, learn about logical fallacies, critical thinking, how we can argue and debate clearly, understand rational arguments. Uh, we've got a guidebook to inspiring entrepreneurs, a guidebook to courageous heroes, civil disobedience, people who have stood up uh, for for you know truth and justice. Um, and so we're trying to, uh, over time, have content for people of different ages, but then also uh, people who like to learn differently. So podcasts, if you like, you know, listening to things, audiobooks as well. Uh, we have a, a game, as I said, we're working on a cartoon. So for kids who really love, you know, watching uh, content and learning that way, we're what we've seen from our our community, the audience, is that there's just this insatiable desire for more. Like parents have really recognized that this stuff isn't being taught in schools. There's no other brand or you know provider who's really focusing on this niche. And so they're, they read the books and they're like, give me more, give me more. And so we're really trying to produce a, a breadth of content to appeal to different learners, different ages, so that however old your kid is or whatever their angle of interest is, we've got something for you to be able to work with them. That's awesome. Um, I'm glad to see this developing um, because uh, there is, as you say, even a few years ago, uh, there was a huge hole. Uh, in the market of just nothing available along these lines. Um, hopefully, this is showing other people that, hey, there is something there. Hey, if I create yeah. children's content with this kind of thing in mind, well, then there will be a market for that. That's, you know, I, yeah. I, I hope this will. Have you had that kind of feedback? Have you seen any of the other projects being launched because of Yeah, this we have idea? seen. There's some other uh, authors. Uh, Julie Borowski, uh, who's a popular libertarian uh, YouTuber, uh, she's got a couple kids books that she's done. Uh, I've seen a couple like Bitcoin and cryptocurrency books for kids. Um, and so it is gratifying to see more of that. I, I selfishly have said for a while, oh, it's great that we don't have competition. We, we're a monopoly for teaching kids about, you know, but from a, um, I don't know what the right word is, from an ideological point of view or from kind of an activist point of view, I want a hundred other people to be doing what I'm doing. I, I'm not big enough. Our team is not big enough to solve this problem on our own. We are not going to reach every community. Other people, you know, maybe, uh, you know, my ethnic minority or people, you know, in other countries or um, I, I don't know, but, but we need a lot more people doing this if we're going to solve this problem. Um, and so it's exciting to see some of these other people dipping their toe in the water for sure. Absolutely. You know, that's, I mean, it's such a good point that uh, obviously I think I'm intending this, the solution for today is, is teaching your children, but but for anyone who is making children's content, think about how you can put more intelligent, more thoughtful, more meaningful content in your children's whatever it is, songs or books or whatever it is that you do. I mean, that that's great. And I, I certainly hope there will be more of that. Um, clearly, the Tuttle Twins have shown that it's possible and you can actually... You can actually do it, and it will actually be popular. Tell us a little bit about how the series has been received, the popularity, how it's uh, spread around the world. So uh, to date, we've sold over two and a half million books. Um, they're translated into about a dozen languages so far, maybe 13 or 14 uh, by this point, actually. Uh, we're always onboarding new 
partners in different countries. We've sold, I think, uh, over 100,000 books internationally now in those different languages, which is really fun. Um, as I said, we're doing a cartoon. We raised $5 million in investment for that. And so we're launching that cartoon this fall. Uh, we've got uh, uh, Sean Hannity, Glenn Beck, and others now promoting the books. It does have the, this crossover conservative appeal, even though they are more libertarian in nature. Uh, but we're trying to broaden our audience and bring those people over to learn about some of these core ideas of liberty, which is great. Um, we have our detractors too. I mean, you might imagine and, and for someone who's attacking socialism, the socialists don't like it that much. And so we do get our detractors, uh, which frankly helps with marketing because then we could say, Hey, we're being attacked. Let's run a sale, come buy the books. And then our community is like, yeah, let's buy the books and show those socialists, you know? So we have fun with it. Um, but no, I, I am blown away. Elijah, my partner's blown away. We, uh, in fact, uh, I remember when we did our first book, that law book, and I was giving it to our board chairman because we're a nonprofit. Everything is run through Libertas uh, for our nonprofit. And we had a board meeting and I go to our board chairman. I gave him and other members of, uh, of the board a book. And the board chairman was like, oh, maybe this can turn into something big that can help, you know, fund all these projects. And he had this like vision that he was just throwing out like in passing. Right. And I, I laughed. I literally laughed out loud dismissively to his idea because I lacked the vision. I did not foresee any of that. To me, it was just a fun little project. Uh, since that time, his vision <laughs> uh, as, as uh, you know, limited or, or uh, spontaneous as it was for him to say that, his vision has come into reality. We have uh, sold so many books and grown the community so large that we are just so humbled and amazed at the reception. But I think it speaks to uh, you know, when preparation meets opportunity. So in our first five years of doing this, 2014 through 2019, we sold about 750,000 books total, inclusive of those five years. And it's, as you might expect, you're doing one book, then two, then three, and it slowly starts curving upward. But in 2020, we sold 1.3 million books, which is almost double the entire past five years. Of course, that's due in large part to a rise in homeschooling, a lot of parents being kind of shaken awake and like, look at the world, you know, you've been sleeping too long, it's time to wake up and understand what's happening. And so all of those things uh, combined to bring a lot of people our way and be very receptive to what we're doing. And so we feel like we've been at this a while. And initially, it was just, oh, let's teach kids about these ideas. And now it's like, oh, my gosh, the woke mob is you know, destroying the, the world. And they're infecting businesses and government and everything else. Like, we've got to actually like, proactively do something about this. What's the solution? Um, and, and so we feel an urgency. We feel just a, a desire to like, you know, put the gas uh, to, you know, to the max and really try and accelerate this project. And so uh, we're really uh, excited by a lot of these new projects that we're spinning up and uh, grateful that we've got a community that clearly recognizes the importance of what we're doing. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that on a number of levels, one of which is just to confirm what I myself have experienced over the past year, year and a half, as a great increase in the size of my audience and people who are looking for this information from an adult perspective who are potentially for the first time ever going, wow, what's going on? This is all so strange and finding things in the independent media. And it's good to see that being reflected amongst the parents out there who are looking for, okay, so how do I, what do I start teaching my children as a result of all of this? I mean, that's, that is good. And it's something that I think the audience out there who might not have any relation to this should be aware is happening. There is a great increase in people who are interested and becoming activated on this type of information. 
Um, so uh, there's a lot of doom and gloom out there, but there are reasons for hope. There are a lot more people who are interested in this today than there were even a year or two ago. So that is a good thing. Um, all right, let's let's wrap up. Obviously, I think by this point, any any parents out there who are interested in this will probably have already made a decision to at least check it out. Where can they go to check this out, and what can they find when they go to go to the site? So uh, easiest place is TuttleTwins.com. Uh, if you get the bundle of books, the kids' books, uh, we're doing a sale right now to get thirty five percent off, and then we're throwing in the activity workbooks for free. Uh, just as we said, the back of the books have these discussion questions. We also have for each of the books, we have an activity workbook uh, with different levels of, of age oriented activities, so that the kids, you know, after they learn about the creature from Jekyll Island and inflation and money, they can then go do activities that kind of reinforce those new terms, those ideas. Um, and so we're providing all the activity workbooks for free when you buy the bundle of books. And so it's a screaming deal uh, that currently is running at TuttleTwins.com. All right, Connor, thank you for the work that you're doing. And thank you for allowing me to introduce the concept of spontaneous order to my children <laughs> at such a young age, something that I didn't think I'd get the chance to do. But here we are. So thank you for doing this. And uh, I look forward to seeing more of the Tuttle Twins in the future. Thank you, James. I appreciate being able to come on and share it with your audience.